Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Andy Taylor and this is my podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about your outcomes. And if you prefer, I can still refer to them as goals. Even though, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I prefer the term objective or outcome. Anyway, that notwithstanding, here we go. What I'm talking about specifically is something that I first came across in Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. In that book, he talks about why it's imperative that we always begin any any kind of change process. So when we go to set goals or objectives, we always begin with the end in mind. So essentially, we're starting at the end. So we're starting at a place where we have we know exactly what we want to achieve because we're starting there. So we see our outcome, we see our goal first, right? So we know with a good deal of clarity what it is we want to achieve, so the outcome that we're looking for. I think people often misunderstand that though, and I often, you know, and it does make me wonder because so many people I think they see that and they 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 see that in the context of goal setting and you know begin with the end in mind that's great but then they see it and they set their desired outcome and they set it in stone so it becomes this immovable thing and you know it it, and what happens then they're setting themselves up for a really bumpy ride for the simple fact that when you set your desired outcome in stone it becomes this locked physically locked you know fixed point that you're looking to get towards and and fixed thing that you're looking to achieve and then lo and behold life throws something at you and it blows you off course Now, what that tends to do if you have your outcome in mind and fixed in stone is it distracts you, it it pulls you back, it it disappoints you, you get um, all manner of negative language and negative thinking and negative beliefs crop up then because you start to, you know, go down the, the, the route of, oh, this isn't work, this just isn't working or it's never going to happen or it's too hard or what's the point? And, you know, and the best one for me is they, and I'm not sure who they are, keep moving the goalposts, right? It would be great if the world stayed exactly the same. And in, you know, and as such, keeping our outcome set in stone would actually work for us. But the thing is, quite often things come up which we can't predict. And if we have an outcome that is immovable, then we're frankly we're hosed and as I said we get fed up and we get all kinds of you know um, narratives playing out in our heads like it's not working this is never going to happen this is just not for me it's too hard what's the point and this becomes such a, a negative this has such a negative impact on us because we get dissuaged we get discouraged and we give up on our outcome we give up on our desired outcome and i'm not saying that you know there is a, a be that there is a catch-all solution to this but 
certainly not fixing your outcome in stone would be a massive, massively helpful place to start. So the benefits of having a crystal clear idea of what you want to achieve are widely acknowledged. You know, the detail, the devil is in the detail, and we're talking a little bit more about detail later on. But at the same time, it's kind of a, a catch-22 because the more detail you can create, the clearer your end result, your desired outcome is to you, the more tendency there is to fix it in stone because you get so bought into having things just the, just the right way that anything less than that becomes, oh, well, you know, there's no point really. And that's a negative thing. So there's a positive and negative about being clear. So this is where we come to something that I'm actually a big fan of, and that is keeping your vision for your future, your outcome. When you really set down, you settle, you settle, you sit down and you start to set out to create your desired outcome and think of your desired outcome and set your goals, if you must look at it that way, rather than be absolutely 100% crystal clear, be clear but be flexible. So you, you might want to look at it in the way I personally look at it is to have things a little bit fuzzy. All right. That's not to say that you need to set vague outcomes or set vague goals. The goals need to be specific and the outcomes you, you want to set need to be specific. But when you think of them, the actual detailing doesn't need to be exactly where you want it to be, right? So we are going to take a look at an exercise very shortly, which may at first glance or first listen be contradictory to that. But I just want to clarify that what we're talking about is when we look at our outcomes right now. That's what we're talking about right now. When we're considering our outcomes, when we're setting our goals, you know, set them so that they are a little bit fuzzy, all right? They are specific enough to inspire you. They are, they are specific enough to give you that kick up the ass into action to get you started and to get you moving and several steps down the line and more so and to keep the motivation up. But they're not so fixed that the world can throw you a curveball and you're completely screwed. Okay, so just bear that one in mind. There are a couple of ways to do that, and I'll be touching on one very, very soon, and it's actually a very detailed exercise. So the, the real key to this is being able to keep your outcome in mind and keep one eye on it, while at the same time becoming flexible in your thinking about that outcome. Now, what I'm, what I'm saying is that it's... There's actually a question that I'd like you to keep to hand. So keep this in mind as you set your goals, as you set your outcomes, okay? So keep this question to hand. You know, when you are setting your goal and you're setting your outcome down, consider this, okay? In your head, just, you know, have this conversation with yourself as you set your goals. 
If that doesn't work, what can I do instead to get to where I want to go? Right? So if that, if, if your primary choice, your primary um, pathway to your desired outcome doesn't work out, what else is there you can do? What other pathway can you take? And we go right back full circle to what is becoming, hopefully you're, it's becoming clear that this is the underlying core of everything I do. And that is creating the awareness. Okay, so when you become aware enough that even when you set your goals, even when you sit down to set your outcomes for your desired life, for your desired future, you are aware enough to step back from the table, metaphorically speaking, and look at it from a bigger picture viewpoint and say, right, okay, so this is my outcome. That's my preferred path to get there, but how else could I get there? And that's the critical thing is to be, to keep it in mind, to keep your outcome in mind, but not set it in stone so that it becomes this immovable object which is going to cause you grief when you, when the world throws you a curveball and you can't actually meet it and reach it. So when you step back and you create such detailed awareness, such strong awareness of the situation and what you want to achieve, that you are able to look from a, here it is, a new perspective and see things a different way and see the potential pathways to achieving that outcome, you're in a much better place and you are far more likely to succeed if you have the, the flexibility in your thinking that comes from increased awareness, which then creates a different perspective. Okay, so it's all interlinked. And as I've said many times before, and I will continue to say it because I believe this is the core of everything and that is the more awareness you have and the more awareness you can develop the more flexibility you can have in your thinking and the more um, variation in your perspectives you can have you can begin to see the same goal or desired outcome from multiple viewpoints from multiple perspectives and when you can do that you are far more likely to succeed because you, you're already able to create at least three, four, five different potential ways that you can reach it. So with that in mind, it's, it's a really good idea to get into the habit when creating your desired outcome to ask a series of very simple what-ifs. Okay, so, you know, you want a specific outcome and what you need to do is this that and the next thing but what if something comes up and it doesn't work then you can do this instead but what if that doesn't work then maybe you can try this instead and just the, the underlying thing I want you to take away is the fact that just because something doesn't work it's not the end of anything right there is always another way dependent you know it's very much a case of, as I've said, and I'm, I feel like I'm hammering this point somewhat, but, you know, so apologies if it comes across that way, but it really is important. 
when you are aware enough to be able to step back and see things from multiple perspectives, you will already have a series of potential paths that you can take to reach your desired outcome and to achieve your goals and your set objectives, okay? Now I've talked about why being clear when you set your outcome is a really good thing but also has a really, really bad side. It has a negative side too where it, it has the, it's, it's, it's that way of doing things, it's that seeing your outcome as a fixed point that is set in stone that can potentially be what's holding you back and it can potentially be what, what essentially stops you in dead in your tracks when something comes your way that you weren't expecting. So life throws you a curveball, like, I don't know, a pandemic. And this is where, when it comes to setting goals and when it comes to setting your desired outcomes, your objectives, this is where average can be awesome. So what do I mean? Well, this is where the exercise I said I was going to share with you, this is where we're going now. I want to share with you an exercise that I actually first came to be aware of through the work of an internet marketer of all people. Frank Kern was his name. And he did a presentation way, way back in 2008 called Core Influence. Now, if it's still available on YouTube, I suggest you go and check it out because it's absolutely brilliant. And it's even though it was, an in, it was used in an internet marketing context with regards to creating client avatars, it is still one of the best personal development and personal growth and personal change exercises you can ever do. So without further ado, this is where, this is what I want you to consider before doing this exercise and before carrying on with this audio and just just think of these two things because there are a couple of rules, okay? The first rule is when you follow this exercise, when you go through this exercise, do so with a limitless or a limitation-free way of thinking. So if you're currently, I don't know, let's say you're currently holed up at home and you're on a lockdown, okay? The, that's a limitation. So we want to get rid of that when we're thinking about this exercise, when we're working through this exercise. So for the purposes of the exercise, you are free to roam. You, you are back to normal everyday freedom to go do whatever you want to do, wherever you want to do it, with whom you want to do it, okay? Number two, there are no consequences. So I will put a caveat on that one, which is as long as it is legal, and does not harm another person, it's great to just say, right, okay, I can do what I want to do. There are no consequences to me. There's no consequences to my family. What this does, it gives your brain, it gives your mind freedom to roam, and it gives your mind freedom of its own restrictiveness when it comes to your moral right and wrong. Okay, so it's great to have a moral compass, but sometimes, as with our uh, the the fears that we were talking about yesterday, sometimes you know the purpose, the thinking behind there, the actual place that they come from, is wonderfully kind. It's wonderfully um, positive because, in a way, they're they're trying to protect you, right? Your fears and your negative self talk. 
it is in a very twisted way trying to stop you from embarrassing yourself or trying to stop you from getting hurt. So again, for the purposes of this exercise, you don't have to deal with any of that. So there are no limitations, there are no consequences within reason. And the third and final one is that when I say average, what I mean is you could live this every single day and not, fit, not get tired of it, not get fed up with it. Okay, so if you haven't already put the pieces together and you don't already know this exercise, it's an exercise called the perfect average day. So this is better done if you can take the time to sit and listen to this part of the audio, this part of the podcast, to sit and listen to this exercise when you have a pad and a pen to hand so that you can follow through. You can actually ask these questions and you can write down your answers so that they're there in front of you anytime you choose to look at them. Now, as I say, it's better if you can give yourself time to do this, but again, your brain works in a wonderful way where it can process information far quicker than you think it can. So I'm going to get started, but please give it a chance. Please don't switch off right now because you think it's all too new agey and hippy dippy, but you know, instead give it a chance because this is seriously one of the most powerful exercises you can do. So without further ado, let's get cracking. I want you to imagine that you wake up, you open your eyes and I want you to wake up and it's your perfect average day. You wake up at the start of your perfect average day. And I want you to consider the following. I want you to think about where are you waking up? What is the room like? Open your eyes, your bleary tired eyes. Just take a look around. What does your room look like? And describe it in as much detail as you can. Are there blinds or are there curtains? What colour are they? What colour are the walls? How high is the ceiling? Details. Take a look across from you, next to you on the bed. Who's there with you? Describe them. More importantly, describe how you feel when you look at them. And I want you to just pull the covers back Put your legs over the edge of the bed, stand up and just have a nice stretch as you continue to look around the room. And your eyes wander to the window. What's the view like? Where are you in the world? So where are you waking up in the world and what is the view from your window? Are you overlooking a beach, a lake, open countryside? a city skyline, or the mountains. Notice as much detail as you can and write it down. Describe it. Describe the view that greets you every morning. Now I want you to just take a wander. Explore your house. What's it like? How big is it? How is it decorated? How many rooms does it have? Take a, take a tour, go into the bathroom, describe the bathroom in detail. How big is the shower? How does the shower feel when you step into it? 
Now as you finish washing yourself and cleaning yourself, you get dressed. How do you look? How do you stand when you look at yourself in the mirror? And what are the clothes like? So how do you feel dressed that way? Now keep going on your tour and continue to wander around your house. The upper floors or the living area if you're on a, in a bungalow or a, an apartment. Go into each room, open every door and describe it in as much detail as you can. Now what do you do next? What is the first thing that you do? Do you go for a run? Do you exercise first and then return home for breakfast with your family, your partner? What are they like? Who are they? And what attracts them to you? And yes, I did say that the right way around. What is it about you that makes them love you? And then think about it in reverse. What is it about them that attracts you? So how are they? Who are they? How do you feel when you talk to them? How do you feel when you sit by them, when you stand with them, when you kiss them, when you hold them? Just go into as much detail as possible. What do you talk about over breakfast? Now when it's time to begin the work portion of your day, if there is a work portion of your day, that's the beauty of this exercise, you get to choose. So, if you work, what work do you do? Who are your perfect clients? Describe them. Who are the people that you love to serve the most? Who are the people that you cannot wait to interact with because they're such wonderful, wonderful people? Describe them in as much detail as you can. What type of people do you want to serve? Who do you want to serve? How do you want to serve them? And how do you want to feel about it? Now what about lunch? Where do you go for lunch? Who do you have lunch with? And when you're back at work, what does work look like? Where is work? Do you work from home? Do you work from an office or another building? Just take as much time to detail as much as you can each individual aspect of your life on this perfect average day. So from your relationships, your key relationships, so your significant other, your kids if you have them, your parents, your family, your extended family, your friends, just detail in as much depth as possible exactly the type of people that they are. Who are they? What do they do? And what is it about you that appeals to them? And again, with your health and your well-being, what is it you do every single day to keep yourself active, to keep yourself happy and physically able to live life to its fullest? Now, you may not be a gym rat, but, you know, what do you do? Do you love to take a walk with the dogs? Do you have dogs? You know, things like that. Every single detail counts here. 
So, you know, if you have a dog, what does that look like? How do you feel when you spend time with them? You know, so just really go to go into town, you know, go into as much detail as possible with everything. What about your mental well-being? How do you take care of yourself? The airlines have got it right. When they say on their safety briefing, you've heard it all a million times before probably, that you must put your own mask on before other people's. It's true, it's so, so true in this case too. So how do you take care of yourself first before you're able and you feel comfortable enough to help take care of somebody else? It's so important to get the detail right. And this is your perfect average day, remember. So don't get thinking, oh, well, on one day I would do this or another day. This is your perfect average day. So this is a, the key component here is that you you be in a situation, you might be in a situation where you have to wake up and live this day for the rest of your life, day in, day out. A real Groundhog Day scenario, if you like. So going back to the exercise, just take some time to think about the work that you do. Really think about it. What impact are you making in the world? What changes does that impact allow you to make in your own life, in your own circle, in your, with your own tribe? Who are they? And how do you impact them? And then come back to your general, your average day, your, your, your regular life. Where do you go for dinner? What do you eat for dinner? Do you eat at home? What is the dining room like? What's the view from the dining room? Do you eat on the deck? What's the deck like? What's the view? Go into as much depth as possible with all of this. Really go into detail. But always bear in mind that this is your perfect average day. Okay, so it's not something that you might want to do once or twice. This is average day, so this is every day. And then finally, what is your, what is your evening routine? How do you relax with your partner? What do you talk about? What do you enjoy talking about most with them? What activities do you most enjoy with them? And you can be as intimate as possible because only you has to see this. There's not, I'm not saying you have to share this with anybody. You're the only one that's going to see this. So be as honest as possible. So what do you enjoy doing with your partner? How do you feel when you're doing it? What do you talk about? What do you like to discuss? What activities do you just love to share with them? And then finally, what time do you go to sleep? How do you finish your day? What are the, what are the final thoughts? What are the final thoughts and conversations you have with your partner and your family before settling down to bed? And then, what are the final thoughts that you have? And what are the final words that you say to yourself? How do you finish the day? How do you end the day? 
Do you go through a review process? Do you go through a, a gratitude exercise where you're grateful for everything that you've managed to, to be blessed with that day? Whatever it is for you is the right answer. That is the critical thing. This is There is no right or wrong. It can be anything that works for you. This is your perfect average day. And so with that done, when you, when you actually get through this exercise, as you work through to the completion of the exercise, it's so such a, an eye-opening experience that you will probably look back at your answers, not necessarily today or even this week, but take a, take a look back at them next week or the week after and just see how deeply they resonate with you. And if there's something that's not quite right, go back and fix it. Go back through the exercise. Listen again and then allow yourself to be brutally honest when you fill in your answers, when you write down and describe your perfect average day. So, yeah, like I said, this is, this is the one time where detail matters. And I know I mentioned earlier about when you create your, when you set your goals and create your objectives, to have it as a, like a little fuzzy, so that you don't get tempted to fix it in stone. This exercise is slightly different. The more detail you can put into it, the better the outcome's going to be, the more honest your answers are going to be. And when you have a full set, when you are able to run through this exercise, start to finish, and even ask more questions. You know, there are lots and lots of individual questions I could have asked through the exercise, but I didn't because that's up and down to you. That's entirely your choice. Whatever questions are more appropriate for you, add them in as you work through the exercise, or better yet, take the time to create your own exercise, your own version of the perfect average day exercise. And then honestly and truthfully and vulnerably, vulnerably answer the questions, run through the exercise and write everything down. What does your perfect average day look like? And you will find that when, you, when you've done this maybe once or twice and you're happy with the answers you've got, then you will be able to much more clearly be able to format and create that desired outcome, that goal that you want to set, if you want to use the word goal, or that objective. Okay, This exercise is designed to allow you to do that much easier, with a lot less stress. You're not thinking of the stuff that you should be putting down, or this is a goal that I feel I should have. You need to stop shooting all over yourself. Just do the exercise, do the perfect average day exercise, or your own personal version of it, more better, which would be even better, and you'll find that the answers will allow you to formulate and create your own set of goals, your own desired outcomes. But from a place of, this is what I want to achieve, but I'm not, it's not set in stone. And what you'll notice is that your awareness will shift. When you have completed this exercise, it will 
I won't say instantly, but it will very, very quickly become apparent that you are more aware of what really matters to you. You are more aware of what your core values are, what your core beliefs are. And when you know that, you, you can see the world and you can see your life from an entirely new perspective. And as I said before, the more aware you become, the greater it is, you know, the greater it feels rather when you can, when you step back and you can see everything from multiple perspectives, because when you can see, when you can be so aware that you can see the situation, you can see your desired outcome from multiple perspectives, it becomes so much easier. And I will even go as far as to say practically effortless to see multiple paths to achieving it so that you are not setting, you know, your end result, your end goal, your, your um, desired outcome. You're not setting it in stone. It's not becoming a fixed point that is, you know, easily, you know, where you can get easily deterred from it or detracted from it just by everyday stuff that comes up. So I, I hope this has helped you to, to realise that it's, it's absolutely fine if you want to set goals. I've got no problem with you setting goals if that's what you choose to do. I only shared yesterday that I had, or the day before, I forget, that I had a different view on it. And whatever works for you, but whatever it is, whatever you choose to do, however you choose to, to term it or pursue it, when you have your desired outcome that you create from a place of greater awareness, you can see so many more paths to achieving it because of increased perspectives and multiple perspectives at that. And it just gets so much easier for you. And with that, I'm going to finish today. Um, I hope this has helped. I really do, really do hope that you go through this exercise. And as I say, better yet, create your own specific version of it. And just be honest with yourself. Be vulnerable, be honest, be totally open. And the answers that you come up with, the description of your perfect average day, will help you so much when it comes to creating your desired outcomes but in such a way that they do not become this fixed point that is vulnerable to the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune as Shakespeare once wrote and when you when you can do that when you're when your outcome becomes this wonderfully flexible thing your awareness will change and this exercise will help you to shift your awareness and step back and see a much bigger picture. And when you see the bigger picture, when you have that increased awareness, your perspectives will shift and you'll be able to see from multiple viewpoints. And I realize I've said that several times now, but it bears repeating because it is a critical factor. So with that, I'm going to say bye for now and I will talk to you again very, very soon.